So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 206 for July 14th, 2019. My name is Nathan Reinspruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Roe McFain. It's me. It is you. Yes, technically, you are here. Uh, I think Connor's at a wedding again? I don't know why he goes to weddings so much. He gets married a lot. That's Connor gets in and out of relationships, just gets married, and then divorced immediately. So, let me ask you what we do every week. What games have you played? And where can we find you online? Uh, well, you can go to heroic.website for all the all the good links to the Twitch and the YouTube and all that. Right. And um, this week I've been playing a lot of a little uh, indie game that I, I haven't seen like anybody talk about. I'm it's not called even Fate sure Go. How... No, I, I'm not even sure how Katie found it. Uh, she just, it like came up in her discovery feed or something on on Steam, but it's called Garden Paws. Okay. And it's kind of like a Harvest Moon Stardew Valley type thing where you're, you're playing as adorable little animals. And you just right. Kinda... You, you know, you, you just kind of run around and explore and uh, you run a shop and yeah, it's pretty cute. Um, I will say it feels very much like an early access game, but it's not an early access game somehow. Um, like a lot of the features, they work. It's just I wish that there was more to do, which maybe that's just the part of me that like doesn't 100% understand Animal Crossing people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get but, it either. Like, there there are quests that you can do, but it's all just like gather these items or bring me these crafting things. So, so it's basically the same thing as Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing or my time in my time in Porsche. Like, yeah, just um, all of them are the same generic game. You know what game? Uh, not not exactly like that. But but kind of similar that I actually liked with a uh, Reseteer. Yeah, yeah, that game was really good. I'm like shockingly good. So that's but that... uh, that's what I that's what I said whenever because that was kind of what what convinced me to buy it was that one I had uh I had coupon to buy game for less money because summer sale. Okay, but, so that was good with the word you words. And you also, did, yeah. and also, there uh, they had that shopkeeping mechanic, and I was like, "Ooh, so oh, that's like that's cool." Okay, is it Reketeer? Yeah, because they they make a joke that uh, if you just slightly mispronounced it, it would sound like racketeer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that that's a good game. Anybody who hasn't played that game. I mean, it's been out forever, so it's it's probably um, like two bucks. If you want a modern take, or a little more modern take on that same idea, uh, Moonlighter is pretty much the same thing, but less cute. But the cuteness definitely works for that game. Yeah, like like the adorable anime characters and the charming like the the writing that like is pretty good English, but doesn't quite like make it yeah I don't know, there's there's so much charm to it and i'm pretty sure that that was like a very small japanese studio that was putting out those games like you know we we've talked about this game before on the podcast like over a hundred episodes ago so <laughs> anybody who's been listening for a long time is like this sounds familiar am i listening to an old podcast no we're just old and we talk about the same things over and over again so did you play anything else um, I mean, I, I fiddle around with totally accurate battle simulator like I am right now. It, is it and totally accurate? 
Yeah, 100%. I imagine that any time that you were to try to send uh, Vikings against a horde of halflings, that uh, the halflings would win. What? what wait, I, I would imagine the Vikings would win. Mm, halflings, they just, they got that swarm mentality, you know? I, I guess. I don't know. Is it, is it like one Viking to every five halflings? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because if it was like one-on-one, I would imagine that the halflings would lose. Because the Vikings Probably. are going to have, you know, superior firepower and, and pillaging abilities. So, I, Nathan Reinspruth, I played, you know, the normal Witcher 3. I played some Slay the Spire. I also uh, finally got my Switch back from my sister. And uh, because I'm part of Twitch Prime, which is part of Amazon Prime, I have uh, a year of Nintendo Switch Online. So I was able to play around with their virtual virtual emulator thing. And I played uh, Punch-Out! featuring Mr. Dream. Not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! And... That game's already hard. Like I'm I'm pretty good. I can usually get through like the first two and a half circuits with like not even like I'll get hit but I but I won't die. I won't lose or anything. But then it gets to the point where uh once I get to um not Super Macho Man, uh like Mr. Sandman or the second time you fight Bald Bull, it just gets a little difficult. And I actually made it to to uh, Mike Tyson or uh, Mr. Dream, and the the problem with Mr. Dream is that, and this is a lot of uh, of those NES games that they have um, like set patterns that they all follow. Now, Mr. Dream also follows those set patterns. But he has a little bit extra coding in him to change things up. So uh, you can't start like getting into a groove like, oh, I need to dodge now. He will actually change the timing at which he, he hits. So it's reaction-based rather than memorizing what's coming next. And with modern technology, um, there's a slight delay on, on any monitor you get, it's not going to be as quick as a CRT. And my monitors were $150. So you can imagine that <laughs> I was having a hell of a time <laughs> reacting to what was going to come next. So uh, I, I, was, I was okay. I did not beat Mike Tyson. However, I did uh, land a few punches, and I made it into the second round. So I think I did pretty okay to be honest. And I, I did use save states. So when I would lose, uh, like Mr. Sandman was, took me a while to beat and I didn't want to put my viewers through me playing through the entire game again, or even putting in the passcode and going to the beginning of that. So I just used save states. So when I lost, I would just reload to fighting Mr. Dream or Mr. Sandman. So, uh, good game. Punch-Out's a good game. Uh, Punch-Out for the Wii was a really good game as well. I don't like Super Punch-Out. Have you ever played Super Punch-Out? I have not. I don't understand it. I know that it's a I lot... Didn't even, I didn't even know it was a thing for the longest time. Yeah, I did not um, care for it. And they also have another game that was developed by another studio that was originally supposed to be a punch-out game. But instead, it's not a punch-out game. And it's a boxer boxing aliens. And it's really I bad. I feel like I remember either watching a video about or, or reading it's about It's like inter- intergalactic something-something. And it's it's really, really bad. Don't Don't play it. So I think that I, I, somebody had said that the um, arcade version of Punch-Out was also on the Switch Online, but I didn't see it, so I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe I it's, doubt that. 
I doubt it as well. So I think uh, I think Switch Online thing only gives you NES games. They should at least give you an SNES games, right? Or is the Switch not powerful enough to play SNES games at full that's, speed? That's probably what it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> can't, just can't quite do it. Well, I mean, it's 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 understandable. I remember, um, I'm aging myself when I was it was 1999, and my uncle had emulators, and so that's the first time I played Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III at the time. I played it on my uncle's emulator, and uh, there was some broken stuff back then. It wasn't uh. They they didn't have SNES down in 1999 for uh, running on the 486 that my uncle had. Yeah, I so, remember. I remember using like a DOS NES emulator. Yeah, in, uh, in like Nestopia, and that was like Nestopia. Oh, I can tell you, it had some. It had a really weird name. And but... uh, in Final Fantasy VI, I, I'm sure you don't know, but because you never played it, but one of the characters in the game is uh he's a gambler so one of his special moves is to use slots which is really hard to do when the slots are corrupted because the emulator doesn't know how to handle it <laughs> <laughs> so you know good good times good times back in the day let's move on let's talk about some stories let's talk about you know what we'll save the the big disappointing story till the end and we will start with Ryzen 3000. Now, the Ryzen 3000 series, if I were to build a computer right now, like if I was like, man, my computer's a few years old, I should upgrade, I would get a Ryzen 3000 processor. If I wasn't able to get like an, a, a good Intel processor for, processor for a really good discount, I would definitely go with, with Ryzen 3000. And uh, apparently it's having some issues with a particular game and that's destiny 2 uh it just it won't load for some reason so yeah. destiny that seems like a you think that they would test this yeah considering like that's uh kind of their market is the hardcore gamers like yeah the ryzen 3000 series like, the ryzen processors are going to be used as workstation cpus but oh yeah the people who buy cpus are usually also going to be gamers right 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 so i and and the ryzen 3000 series like let's let's face it, it's it's priced at a point where gamers would want to buy it because they want to amd is the they're the second they're, they're second place and so they have to fight and make competitive prices and honestly, even though they're they're not they're still not better than Intel, especially with gaming, but they are so close that it doesn't matter at well, this point. Gaming is like pretty much the only thing that they aren't like better per value or you know, whatever. They're even in, they're in even the they're room. they are better for value, but they're not better like if you well, take the top like, of the line for gaming, if you if you take a competitive competing Intel processor in just in regard to gaming, yeah, like it, then the Intel one's better. But right. in virtually everything else, yeah. there's no reason to buy an Intel CPU. Uh, except for brand name, I mean, Intel has that that brand name that a lot of people are just like, I'm going to buy Intel. Like so they have, they have that the hell is it called the op optane capitalist storage they have capitalism uh you know they do have optane storage but amd also has a, a similar type of storage you know that yeah right? but it's nowhere near as good actually i think it's isn't it as good i thought it was no. as good okay no. uh you know actually the, i think like I, the concept is there but like the software backing it just doesn't right. work as well as it should this is kind of the story of AMD's life. Yeah, there's another one called Primo Cache, which is similar to Intel's Optane and AMD's whatever they're using. And just so you know, Primo Cache actually comes out on top. 
according to everyone that I've read. So uh, what Primo Cache does is you just use any hard drive with any SSD and you put them together instead of needing... I think think it's what AMD does. They do, but uh, AMD's software isn't as good as Primo Cache. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I mean, both are still pretty cool. Like, if I had... If I had an AMD computer that I used regularly, I'd probably do something like that. So, I right now I just have like two SSDs, two 500 gig SSDs, and RAID zero. Um, that's what I use for my main my main gaming station, and then I have an NVMe drive for my boot. Anyway, uh, instead of launching into the full game, players that will would not see backfire ever. It won't. Nope. That that's not a bad idea. Just keep everything in RAID zero. Put as many hard drives as you want together, and you will never have a problem. So uh, instead of launching, uh, let's go back to TechSpot here. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's MS Power User. Uh, instead of launching the full game, players would see zero activity after launching the title. Checking Windows Task Manager application would reveal that the game would use around 10% of the CPU power and simply not do anything. Players took to both the official Destiny forums and the game's subreddit to report the problem. Also, I like how he didn't... Are you reading this uh, this story? Are you looking at this story? Yeah. Uh, The game's subreddit, they don't hyperlink the whole thing there. (laughs) They didn't highlight the whole word. (laughs) <laughs> so they they only highlighted the the first the, they they got rid of the t the t isn't highlighted anyway uh to report the problem some users took drastic measures in an attempt to get the game working including numerous fresh installs of windows wow no amount of fiddling will resolve this one user said i have tried literally every single thing except for swapping your uh your processor apparently which would fix the issue, uh, <laughs> including a uh, sorry, no fiddling, uh, including a fresh install Windows latest drivers, setting Destiny to an admin compatibility modes. Uh, Bungie has announced that they are looking into the issue and are urging players to send their crash dumps so they can analyze the issue. It has been escalated in importance following the reports. So it looks like this might not be an AMD issue. It looks like it might be a Destiny issue. So, um... That's very curious, though. It is. It is. It would be weird. I know that they have a weird software um, that makes it pretty impossible to capture gameplay of Destiny 2. They, yeah, um... That part of their their anti cheat solution or whatever for some stupid reason won't let you capture game footage natively. You have to use window capture. I wonder, and I could be wrong. What does it do when you have that cap? Does it just show a black screen, or does it like not it turn the game? It just shows on? a black screen in the capture software, but the game itself seems completely unaffected. Okay, okay. Um, I'm not sure then of why. I was thinking maybe if it was something like that where the game wasn't loading because of the that capture software issue, maybe it was like seeing the AMD Ryzen like as a graphics thing to grab something. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm wondering, is, is this Ryzen 3000... Uh, series is that the first one to have a hardware uh a hardware is it meltdown was the one that affected amd um i think both of them affected i think specter and meltdown both affected no. them specter specter and meltdown uh one one affected uh one affected both amd and intel that was specter uh, the other one only affected intel i want to say that Spectre affected both. No, no, you're probably right. You're probably right, because I remember Spectre, it, the way that it attacked was really, like, you could attack with it. 
was uh, really convoluted. And I think it was main. I think it was Intel CPUs, and AMD came out like wearing their tux and was like, "Yo, bitches, we're not affected." <laughs> and uh, well, then Meltdown came up, and they're like, "Ah, shit." <laughs> but I wonder. I wonder if if this is the first CPU that they've got out that has hardware fixes for that. If that has anything to do with it. Maybe, but wouldn't Intel? But I mean, if they went through different tech ways of fixing it, then maybe Intel isn't affected by it. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. That's it. Would be interesting to see, and hopefully, we'll get an update on on why it's causing that. But like, it it strikes me as something it having something to do with whatever AMD has done to to improve performance, like they have, and. Like some something weird with like their implementation of x86 instruction sets. Yeah, and it... uh, that's been a problem previously with like, uh, I think it was an AMD processor with a game. It was it was several years back, but it, it had something to do with their uh, their SSE three implementation, uh, which SSE three is just a particular set of instructions that. Op applications can use to to talk to the processor and i don't know something weird about the way that in or that amd did had their setup like broke this one this one game and they they eventually patched it to fix it but yeah so it's probably something really weird and obscure they'll have to work with amd on figuring out what the hell's going on well i mean the way that they the way that they do it is uh, through the Infinity Fabric, and I wonder if it has to has to do with a way that they're talking to each other. Um, because basically, uh, isn't that you're talking about the GPUs? No, the Infinity Fabric's on the the CPUs, man. It is. Yeah, so you get a chip. You get two chiplets. On the lower end ones, you only get one, and then on the higher end ones that have more than like four cores, I think, or six cores, whatever. Uh, those are on two triplets, and they connect each other through the Infinity Fabric. And you can actually overclock the Infinity Fabric so that you can get a little bit more speed that way. Weird. I know, right? It is really weird. So that's the way that they're able to bring it down, is that instead of having one giant die that is seven nanometers. They have two smaller dies that are seven nanometers with fewer cores, so they don't have to worry as much about um, like failing at making the processor. Because there's always that possibility, right? So, anyway. The uh, Destiny 2, if you have a 3000 series Ryzen processor, probably won't work at least right now, which you think it would, considering the PlayStation and the Xbox One both have AMD processors, but whatever, who cares? Let's talk <laughs> and, about uh, the... Hmm? Uh, one last thing, though. Um, my buddy actually got uh, a 3000 processor. Uh, John? No, it was... Uh, Alf uh, Alfredo got one for his brother. Oh, cool. His younger brother. Wow, and, Alfredo's uh, a good brother. Yeah. Um but it uh his computer just uh just didn't boot anymore. Why? What did know. he and like like and they uh got like really weird stuff happened with it. So they, they installed uh fresh windows. Okay. And then it just started blue screening after an arbitrary length of time. Just it never failed, but like within ten minutes or so, it would it would blue screen. And okay. so they updated Windows all the way and then reset Windows and now it's fine. So it's working. It's working now. Cool. But like that's weird. <laughs> involved installing Windows twice to actually get it going. So yeah, there's a little bit of 
this is there, why I there don't, always is. Uh, well, this isn't the only reason why I don't buy brand new hardware. It's also because I don't have enough money to do that. But yeah, I, even if I had enough money to do that, I'd avoid it because this is the kind of bullshit that you run into. Like, well, I was talking the. Uh, if you Go read on. the the AMD subreddit, uh, there are a lot of people having really weird problems, like where the CPU will uh, overvolt itself, or or like the voltage rating on it is slightly too high and the the, it'll run way too fucking hot just at idle like the people have reported their cpus idling at 75 degrees like that's it's that's okay right 75 degrees fahrenheit (laughs) right fahrenheit uh no no no. oh you mean celsius yeah that's warm computers work in celsius why that's stupid. Nobody uses Celsius in the United I, I States. I imagine it's just because the numbers are easier. Well, the numbers are easier and everywhere else in the world uses Celsius. Like, if we drive north for six hours, we start seeing kilometers and we're like, what the hell? What the hell is this? Um, <laughs> I do, I do want to, before we go into our next story, I want to complain about my work. Just for a little bit. And I'm not going to complain about the email migration we just did, which, by the way, sucks. Uh, But what I do want to complain about is our phone system. So we have a really old Cisco phone system, I think. And it is so old that the web interface for it requires us to use ActiveX controls. And, yeah, yeah, I I hear that. And then not only does it require us to use ActiveX controls, it won't work in Chrome, it won't work in Firefox, it won't work in Edge. We have to use Internet Explorer. And so what normally happens when we we need to update the, uh, like, the call-in message, so when you call in and nobody answers and they're like, Hey, so we're going to be closed from rah, 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 rah. We'll be returning rah, 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 rah. Um, We just go in there in Internet Explorer. We press the button. The lady records it. And then we're good. We're good to go. Uh, apparently, that broke. And we are no longer able to do that. And we think it's a group policy thing because we just uh, had some new group policies implemented that may have disabled ActiveX on everything. And so we had to, we're like, oh, there's an import button. We can just make a file in Audacity and upload it. And we upload a file at MP3. And they're like, oh, no, you can't use MP3. You can't use an MP3 file. You have to use a WAV file. And we're like, okay. And so I take that file, the MP3, and I convert it to a WAV in Audacity and try to upload it. And it's like, no, you can't have a WAV file. You, what you need to do is you need to have a WAV file in, in ULAP format or whatever at 8,000 hertz. By the way, my podcast runs at 48,000 hertz. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to, you have to have a very specific, really shitty format for it to work. (laughs) It just has to be like the worst audio quality ever. I think like, (laughs) that's like worse than like what really old phones would record. Like if you did a voice memo or something. Yeah. Well, I mean like. (laughs) They use tapes. The tapes couldn't be that bad, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, now you're getting into weird stuff when you get into analog audio. Yeah, analog audio is... Oh, man. Did you see... Um, I was watching a video on the Teffy phone. Those things were pretty sweet. They were German um, tapes, but they could hold like four hours of audio. And they were a plastic tape that uh, it was like um, it was more like vinyl than it was uh, like a cassette tape. It was pretty awesome. Anyway, that's my complaining. Uh, 
if if any phone makers are here from like a Mitel or or Shortel, oh, Shortel, it's a Shortel system, I think. Um, just just do me a favor and uh, don't use eight thousand hurt things recordings. Bad. Why? Why would you do I'm that? Trying to, trying to find out what. Uh, wow. So the Sega Genesis used 10 kilohertz. <laughs> so the Sega Genesis had better audio quality than that piece of shit. Yep. Yep. That was, uh, which 10 would be uh, 10,000, right? 10,000 hertz. Right. Um, so. The Sega Genesis CD was it the CD? Yeah. Oh, by the way, they have a. They now have a Sega Genesis CD add-on that that. Oh yeah. Um, I I, I want oh, it, I but know. it's like four hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm strongly fucking considering it though. I I know, man. I'm seriously so strongly considering it because, oh my god, like, outside outside of getting like a pc engine or something like Mm -hmm. that is the fucking console if you want to get japanese visual novels from the 90s (laughs) you know what i want and and i know it's stupid and i know it's bad i want a 3do really badly bro yeah yeah they're really they're awful they're awful but I want but one. Where else can you get the exhilarating gameplay of Plumbers Don't Wear Ties? <laughs> I also, I also really want, but I will never get because it's like two thousand dollars. Is the Laser Active? All right, now, now you've gone beyond me. The uh, it's a laser disc player oh. slash video game console. Like video games on laser disc, other than yeah. Dragon's Lair. Yes. But all the games are bad, all of them. They are all um, like shoot 'em ups on really badly rendered backgrounds. That's all it is. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on. We're gonna stop, stop putting in filler. That's what we're doing right now. So we're gonna talk about the uh, speaking of the PC Engine slash Turbo Graphics. We're gonna talk about the Turbo Graphics. Turbo Graphics Mini is coming out, which I'm honestly, as long as the price is right, I'll probably get one. So if it's like 60 bucks, I'll grab this immediately. So the Turbo Graphics 16 slash PC engine was a, a game system released in the late 80s to compete with the Sega Genesis. And I believe at the time the NES and then the, I th- wait, 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 was let me let me back up here. Was the the PC engine was released before the Genesis, right? I'm fairly certain, yeah. Yeah, so PC engine released then Genesis and then I think a, like a year or two later, like it was it, there was a pretty long wait before the SNES came out after the Genesis was released. So it was the first I believe the TurboGrafx 16 was the first 16-bit console. Uh, but it it didn't really have 16-bit. It had a 16-bit graphics chip with an 8-bit uh, compute, like a CPU in it, processing unit. So anyway, they're coming out with the mini. Um, they, I'm just trying to see uh, if they have a price on it, but it doesn't look like they do. However, we are going to look at the 16. There, the the TurboGrafx 16 has 26 games. No, I'm sorry, 24 games, and the PC Engine has 26 games because they're releasing a TurboGrafx-16 Mini and a PC Engine Mini. So the 24 games on the TurboGrafx-16 are Alien Crush, which is... uh, uh, That's supposed to be a good game. They've got Victory Run, Blazing Lasers... Uh, Newtopia, which I believe is a, a Legend of Zelda clone. Uh, Dungeon Explorer, R-Type, uh, Moto Rotor, Motor, Moto Rotor, Power Golf, Yeez, Book 1 and 2, Ninja Spirit, JJ and Jeff, Space Harrier, Military Mandis, 
mad madness madness chew man foo <laughs> i okay that's the name psycho psychosis bonk's revenge uh parasol parasol stars uh kadosh new adventure island air zonk newtopia 2 soldier blade lords of thunder and bomberman 93 uh, there are some of those games that I don't know, uh, but it, there are some good games in there, and hopefully you'll be able to hack it. So, I I like I like the PC Engine. I'm just hoping that they give it like two chords or like like two player ability. Um, the PC Engine version has the Kung Fu is the first game. Um, I don't know how to. S- Jaseskin? I don't know. Necromancer. Fantasy Zone. Jaseskin. Necromancer. Fantasy Zone. Apparel. Gale Ball. Nectaris. Dungeon Explorer. Newtopia. PC Gaijin. Geese 1 and 2. Super Darius. Gaijin? PC Genjin. Sorry. I don't know (laughs) why I said Gaijin. I was called that so much when I went to Japan. Sorry. Um, Genjin. Yee's 1 and 2, Super Darius, Super Star Soldier. Daimakaimura. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, how the hell do I say that? Uh, Aldeness, Newtopia 2, Gradius, Salamander. Isn't Salamander just... Gradient, like, uh, not Galaga. It's, it was the first one here that had a up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. I think. I can't remember the name of it right now. What? Uh, uh Salamander. Fucking... Salamander, uh, it was renamed when it came to the United States. Uh, Contra? No, not Contra. The it's a shoot 'em up. Uh, so the, the, the space space shoot 'em up thing. Um, I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Well, I am going uh-huh. to look up and see what it says on here. It is um salamander. Thanks, thanks a lot. That's <laughs> helpful. Uh, Salamander retitled Life Force. That's what it was re- retitled. Super Momotaro Densetetsu 2. Uh, Ninja Ryu Kenden. Uh, Star Parodier. That is a it's a shoot 'em up. That, as you can tell, because it's parodier, it's actually a parody of shoot 'em ups. Isn't that is that is that the the Japanese name for parodious, or I believe different funny shoot 'em up. I believe so. I believe it is a. uh, I I believe it is kind of parodious. It's a. Vertical scrolling shoot 'em up video game developed by someone and develops him by Hudson Soft. Uh, it is a spinoff of Star Soldier series and was localized in North America as Fantasy Star Soldier. However, this version was never released. Huh. Yeah. So it's it's a vertical shoot scroller, shoot shoot 'em up scroller. Um, features many of the same conventions, such as collecting power-ups to upgrade players' weapons and facing several bosses and many bosses as they progress through the stage. The game features oh. two- and five-minute uh, high Ironically, school time attack modes. Parodius, which was actually developed by Konami, isn't on here. Oh, my goodness. Look at this oh, game that they have. Look at this game uh, that they have on the PC Engine Mini. Snatcher. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I know. I was waiting for you to get to that because that's like, <laughs> that's like the fucking, the fucking reason that you would get that. Yeah, Snatcher 
but it's but it's on PC Engine. It's going to be in Japanese. They're not releasing the Americanized, the 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 localized Just version. F- fucking learn Japanese, you filthy gaijin. <laughs> no, that's the game. Filthy gaijin. That's the next game. No, uh, Gradius Two, uh, Cho, Aniki, uh, Akumajo, Dracula X. Uh, Chino Rondo, that's a uh, Dracula X, so Chronicle of Blood or whatever. That's why is that not on the original on the Turbo Graphics 16 version? By the way, did that did that release in America? I thought it did. I didn't think Rondo of Blood came out in America. I thought Other it did. Than Dracula X Chronicles on PSP. Uh, it also came out as on um. Uh, it was on the PSP. It was the PSP version of Symphony of the Night. You could unlock the game. I believe. No, no was, all the way around, that? brother. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. sorry. You, you played Dracula X Chronicles enough, and and you did a thing, and you unlocked Symphony of the Night, which is the only reason I have that game on my PSP. So oh, okay. I could just play Symphony of the Night, but. They fucked it up and they replaced the voice acting. Oh no, was it good? No. Was it even worse? It was just it was just like boring. What you is know? a like, man? Yeah, it was like people who were actually like trying a little bit, I guess, instead of you know, just being hammy. Yeah, it, I just the original was way better. I I worked with and they somebody. Changed, they changed the lines completely. Like, I, it, they yeah. even have, I don't even think they have die, monster. You don't belong in this world. So I worked with somebody who was in a couple of the Command and Conquer games, like in the, in the FMV sequences. Really? And he was actually a lighting artist. And I was like, so what did they do back then? Did they just like pull you and they're like, you're going to be in this scene? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. So, so you, like, you know, you know that Kane was one of the developers, right? Was it uh, from Legacy of Kane? But what? I'm sorry. No, what? from from Command and Conquer. Oh, I apologize. Yes, yes, yes. No, everyone. Everyone was. Yeah. Like, well, they... not everybody, but. Well, I yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe in the original, but I mean, yeah, Kane, Kane was like one of the devs and they, they, uh, even after EA bought the franchise and like, he wasn't working on the game anymore for command and conquer four, they paid him to come back and <laughs> reprise his role. That is awesome. Yeah. No, um, there were a couple, uh, I don't know how many scenes you can actually find a picture of him online at in command and conquer. Um, but he also worked for uh, three for three while they were making one of the uh, I think it was was uh, Halo Four, and they didn't have the voices done for um, Master Chief, and so they had him just do like interim voices, like he would voice Master Chief for the production oh, builds. That's, that's funny. And they were actually thinking about like having it be an unlock where you can unlock his voice. But I would then, love that. That would be really cool, but apparently there were Microsoft. some... Um, Microsoft probably wouldn't hit on it. No, it wasn't even Microsoft. It was the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it, was, it was the union wouldn't allow it because he wasn't part of the union. See, this is why unions are evil and uh, capitalism is, is good. Bomberman uh, 94, not 64, Bomberman 94, Bomberman Panic Button, Pan- Panic Button, Panic Bomber, and Ging- Ginga Fuke uh, Tensetsu Sapphire, which I have no idea what that game is. I have no idea what most of these games are, <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Me neither. I will, are you st- I'm still wanting to get this game. Or I'm sorry, this uh, system. It looks like it would be it would be really cool because at... it would be be neat to own like you know a, a, an old copy or an old version of of R Type. 
Yeah, he's, so he's hairier. So I had uh, I had a Turbo Graphics sixteen for a little while, but I ended up selling it once I lost my job at Sony. And uh, if I'm gonna get something like that, I would probably get um, a recapped Turbo Duo or yeah. the Mini. And and the mini is probably going to be the cheaper option. Let's be fair. The recap duo is going to be like three hundred bucks. What minimum. I really wish that these companies would do, and I would never expect Konami to do it because <laughs> Konami <laughs> um, is. I wish that they would still make them compatible with old cartridges. There are a lot of Sega Genesis clones that are compatible with cartridges. Right. But right. The, uh none of the others like well obviously you can't do that with the playstation mini but they they could have they could have put a disc drive in it but none of, none of like, what, what you're trying to say is none of the official consoles that are being officially released right now have those so the sega genesis the nes the snes um and the turbo graphics none of them allow you to use the official um cartridges right now right that that's what and you're like, saying and, yeah and and like it, it even i got excited for a second whenever i looked at this article because i thought that maybe they were they were doing that but i realized no it doesn't look like that's actually a a card slot because i've no, seen i've seen not. turbografx 16 games at my local goodwill like i don't know who has a fucking turbografx 16 and is just throwing it at goodwill buy every but... single one of them that's a fucking gold mine. TurboGrafx 16 games are ridiculously expensive. Even if they're just like something stupid? Yes. Yeah, I think the it was only... like a golf simulator or something. Yeah, it's probably worth a lot. Or a bit at oh. least. No, seriously. Uh, un- unless it's the the only game that's not really worth anything is Keith Courage in the Alpha Zones. Everything, which, by the way, isn't included on the on the uh, TurboGrafx-16. What sounds Keith, retarded, whatever it is, so... Keith Courage in the Alpha Zones was the pack-in title for the TurboGrafx-16. You can see how much Konami actually gave a shit. It was, uh, it was actually not a bad game. You played uh, Keith Courage, and you were in the Alpha Zones. And then you went into a mech. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but sounds, it wasn't bad. Oh, that sounds sounds all right. Yeah. So you uh you start off this you start off a level and it's a normal platformer. You run to the right and I think you hit things with a stick. And then once you get to the end, you press the up button and a rainbow comes down and teleports you into a mech. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's very Japanese. That's what that is. So uh, I, I'm probably gonna if this is under a hundred dollars, like as I said, like sixty bucks, I'll probably get it. Otherwise, I'll wait for the price to drop because, yeah, it. I'm looking at that card slot. That's that's totally not. A, it's just there for aesthetics. There's no actual slot there. Yep. But if you look at it, there are two USB ports on the front yep. there. So. Uh, obviously, that's for two controllers or um, a memory card so or a, a flash drive. So you can then modify this immediately. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to take six hours for somebody to find, to boot additional ROMs onto this. Yeah, it's, not, it's probably just a Raspberry Pi. Or something similar. You know, yeah, it, not, not actually, but basically. All right, let's talk about... The same as the NES Classic. Let's talk about just a Raspberry Pi, the Nintendo Switch Lite. No, no, come on. That's not a Raspberry Pi. That's an NVIDIA Shield. <laughs> That's true. It is. It is an NVIDIA Shield. Um, so the Nintendo... There's been rumors that Nintendo was going to be announcing a new Switch version. And that Switch version was going to have a bigger screen. And... Um, it was going to be slightly more powerful, right? Was, that's what they were aiming for. Um, and those rumors were probably true. They're probably still going to be making the Switch Pro at some point. Definitely. But, 
Huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely they're going to. However, right now, they announced the Switch Lite, which is uh, dog shit. I, I don't understand why you're so upset about it. Okay, so the, the one thing, I don't care that it doesn't have motion controls. I don't care that the screen's smaller. I don't even care that it's less powerful. I just wish it would let you play on your console, like, like on a docking station. That's all I, that's all I ask. Like, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. It's the screen's the wrong size. Like that, it wouldn't fit in the dock. They have new docks. I think they have no, third-party docks. I'm yes, but they're not like. You're you gonna buy another. You're gonna buy a Nintendo Switch Lite that has its own separate dock and swap out the docks depending on who's wanting to play on the TV. Yes. Anyway, no, I think it's, so, <laughs> I think it's I think the fact that it doesn't have TV output it's also not less powerful. What are you talking about? I don't like that you can't put it in a dock. That's that's the reason I hate it. Yeah, but, but it's, it's specifically targeting people who want to play primarily in handheld mode. Yeah, and I hate those people. That, I hate that's all, all of those I people. use my Switch as. I I've told you multiple times how much I hate you. <laughs> Every week. I, I never um, feel any real desire to put it on the TV. Like every once in a while, I'm like, man, kind of want to play this on the TV, but I'd have to get up. And see, so I, I always, I always play it on the TV. Um, I have been occasionally laying in bed and playing Punch Out. Um, while laying in bed, but I generally, as when I said when the Switch first came out, I prefer just having a bigger screen. So. Maybe if the Switch Pro comes out and it has like a substantially bigger screen, that would be pretty sweet. I might upgrade. But like I'm I'm concerned about the like the durability of it. Yeah. Um and the the thumbsticks. I know on my Switch, uh the right thumbstick has a tendency like it's it it gets stuck just outside of the dead zone. Oh, uh, so so it'll it'll suddenly scroll in a menu whenever I don't want it to. You have to I take usually, it. You have, always... to, you have to take it apart and uh, put new rubber bands on, like the N sixty four controller. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I also am kind of marginally disappointed, <laughs> like only only barely, that the uh, the IR camera is omitted. Right. Obviously, it wouldn't work, but that. So let's Does kind of imply that Nintendo doesn't care about that feature. Yeah. Let's go over maybe... let's go over the features here. Okay. What you what you get and what you lose. Um you get a smaller screen which for some people might be perfect cuz you know it's smaller it's going to take up less room. Um the Joy-Cons are now attached to the the Switch itself so you can't remove them. And in order to play a game without or with a Joy-Con, say you need a motion control game like 1-2-Switch or something, um, you would have to buy new Joy-Cons. You and can... you also would need to like prop up the Switch because the kickstand has been removed. I was going to say there's no kickstand. Um, it says, according to Nintendo, the Switch Lite is a compact, lightweight console that's dedicated to handheld play. By dropping the original models, detachable Joy-Cons in favor of integrated controls. Um, the new offering is both slimmer, lighter, and features slightly better battery life, which is cool. Slightly better. Probably like five minutes. It's uh, uh, about half an hour. Oh, okay. That's not bad. I mean, that is, that's what? Uh, not a 10% increase, but that's a pretty good increase. Uh, it's due to arrive on September 20th. And will cost two hundred dollars. Um, yeah. So my problem is, as you said, you have to find a way to prop it up if you want to play with Joy Cons because there's no kickstand. Um, and that's another what, at least ninety dollars if you want to buy new Joy Cons. Yeah, something like that. Ugh. Um, the screen's smaller. And I wonder how long it's going to take them to kill the 3DS. 
Well, like my my feeling on it is I'm tempted to get this and keep it in my bag and have my other switch just at home. You docked. And yeah, it sure. Yeah. Uh or not. Or even even hack my current switch and then have this be my unhacked switch. Yeah. Because the fact that it's so cheap is is what makes it like really tempting for me. See, and, and I understand that. It is $200. It is cheap. I just... I don't play handheld enough for me to care, and I, I really like the ability to, you know, uh, what's that word when you go between... You switch between two um the the two I did modes. see I did see several uh several articles pointing out that uh it's not it's not really a switch anymore is it it's right just, it's just a game boy Going through this article on Eurogamer says in terms of cat- compatibility Nintendo states that it can play all games in the Switch library that support handheld mode which is all games I think uh but games no. without Oh really? Yeah, there are, there are a couple of games out there that you can't play handheld. Oh, okay, uh, games without handheld play support can still be played by connecting wireless compatible controllers, which will of course be sold separately. Because there, uh, there's a, there's one game that doesn't support TV mode. Oh, good. That's good. You have to use a touchscreen. Uh, further sacrifices include the lack of HD rumble and IR motion camera. While the size of the console and its screen is also reduced, the regular switch is 102 millimeter high by 239 millimeter high. Oh, I'm sorry, long. While the light version is 91.1 millimeter high by 208 millimeters long. So not like that much smaller, about 10% smaller, something like that. Uh, the touch screen, meanwhile, is 5.5 inches compared to the original 6.2 inches. Wow, that is actually quite a bit. The slimmer size means the weight drops from 297 grams to 275 grams. So it drops a whole 20 grams. Oh, boy. Uh, as it says here, the life is marginally better than the original version with the specs promising 3 to 7 hours of play instead of 2.5 to 6.5. So about half an hour. Uh, more importantly, however, it comes with three snazzy standard colors, yellow, gray, and turquoise. Turquoise. If you don't fancy these colors, Nintendo of America has revealed a special light gray Pokemon version, which will be available from 8th November. Sadly, the special edition will not include a copy of Pokemon Sword and Shield. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There was there was a game. You bought like a $150 collector's edition, and it didn't come with the game. I think it was it was an Ubisoft game, wasn't it? I think so. It was something like it was uh the game companies. They're the best. Uh there's a trailer. You can look at it. I I'm not interested. Obroa is interested. He thinks it's neat. It is 200 bucks. So that's not too bad. Um and maybe they'll let you trade in your uh your old Xbox 360s for it. So you can go trade in a bunch of broken Xbox 360s, like our friend Earl. Yeah. So, commit tax fraud. That's not tax fraud. No, I'm just saying. Don't don't commit tax fraud. That's bad. You should commit tax fraud. No, you can only get away with that. Tax apparently, is theft. <sighs> you stop that. Just ask Yoshi. Yoshi. Why? Yep. What does Yoshi game, have? To... Yoshi commits tax fraud. I, I don't think he does that. He kidnaps a baby, but he doesn't kid. But he doesn't commit tax fraud. He does one. He does a different, less heinous crime of kidnapping a baby. Um. Anyway, you're gonna get the switch light, maybe, possibly, if you have money. Yeah, not anytime soon. I got a I got a Valve Index to buy first. Yeah, I got a trip to either Japan or Ireland. I told you that uh, neither of the people that were gonna go to Ireland with me are gonna go to Ireland with me, right? Yep. 
So I was just like, you know, I could go back to Japan. That could be fun. Yep. My Sounds my way better than Ireland. I don't know. Ireland looks fun. It looks pretty. Um, I had okay, asked my I had asked my sister, and I was like, so how about instead of going to Ireland, we just go back to Japan because that was awesome. And she's like, no. And I was like, I don't know, whatever. And then she's like, I'm not going. I'm like, I can go back to Japan. I can go get more anime girls. Yeah. And, give, and send them anime to Aroa. Girls. Yeah. Send them. <laughs> um, anime girls. Or, you know, if I save enough money, I could just do both. So that is that is always an option. It's just doing both. Anyway, I want to thank you for being here, Aroa. It's no problem. I to help. I will be here next week. Aroa will probably let's let's be fair. He doesn't really have a life. He'll probably be here next week. More than likely. Uh, and we will see you then. Thank you for listening to episode two hundred and six of the Reading Entertainment Podcast. Make sure. Um, I forgot to say where to follow me at the beginning of this. So no uh, one cares. Reeton everywhere. Uh, go to Reeton Podcast and uh, press the subscribe button. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Quack.